This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, we had like a health situation going on in my family that, that made it very difficult to continue what I was doing and even consider making ends meet, right? And I was like, I got I to gotta figure something out. I got to do something new, something different, because what I'm doing now, no matter, even if I like cap it at the most intense, you know, I'm still going to, I'm not going to make enough to, to make ends meet. I need to figure something else. And that's really where real estate came in. In the back of your mind, your dreams should be real, right? Thanks all for tuning in to Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dream. Are you ready? Hey, everybody. And Welcome to the Dream Catchers Podcast. I'm your host, Jerome. And I've got Yona Weiss with me today. He's my buddy, man. There's so many ways I could go and introducing this guy, but I think I just want to jump into the conversation with him. We're going to do something different than what he normally does, and we'll see where the conversation goes. Yona, thanks for joining me today. How are you? I am doing incredibly, Jerome. It's actually, uh, I can't even thank you enough for, for giving me this opportunity. Love, uh, love the opportunity to speak with you in general and having a fun conversation. Something yeah. different than what I'm totally uh, busy with the whole day, all day long. So. so what are you busy with all day long? I don't think many people know about what you do and how you do it. So I will give you opportunity to talk about that a little bit and then we can dive into the story. Yeah, I, so I do something called cost segregation which is an income tax benefit for property owners. But basically what I do is just like hang out on social media all day. And uh, I mean, in the end of the day, that's really what it comes down to. I have to be honest. So, uh, but, but, you know, I work for the biggest company in the country that does this and I work on business development and try to help people out. So I'm just communicating with people all day long, helping so- people. It's very interesting you characterize it that way. You get to hang out on social media. I, I know you've got a really strong presence on LinkedIn and Facebook. And I think those are your two choice 
methods of communicating with people. Why have you decided to help grow the business that way instead of, I guess, the old way? I tried, I guess, the old way a little bit, Jerome. And, you know, I found that, you know, my background is in education and I love to teach and I just really stumbled. It was really kind of stumbled across LinkedIn. And, and I say stumble because it, nothing was really intentionally planned this way that I'm going to go and be a social media expert and try to do I literally, I didn't, you know, I had an account on LinkedIn for 10 years and opened it up like once every four or five months. Right. And that was what it was. It was like this place, you know, you post your resume or whatever, and you see who got a job and you see like whatever. And it was a boring kind of platform until a couple of years ago, it actually turned into this like incredible sharing platform of, you know, social networking, but on a business level, which, which means it, they're, higher standards to a certain degree than other types of social media, which is why I kind of um, was, was a, a little bit, you know, drawn to it. And, and I saw other people literally posting content and videos and just writing stuff. And I'm like, like, why are they doing that? And I see people like saying how well they're like getting business from these deals from, from doing this, getting deals done, like through this social platform. I'm like, I could try that. And I literally just like kind of trial and error, tried doing that, got on a couple of podcasts and uh, it kind of just snowballed, literally. So you, you said a couple of podcasts and I, we, we've been playing this game a little bit of name all the different hosts. How many podcasts have you actually done in what the past two years? Yeah. So actually, I actually did a tally I had an assistant help me out to just like tally up, go back like through everything. Cause I kind of lost track at a certain point. And I literally, I created a list, like a Google sheet, a list of like every podcast and everything. So it's actually, um, including, you know, you and I today, I think it's either 70 or 71, somewhere around that 72 maybe. So that's, yeah, we're around that realm. That's amazing. And so, but we get the opportunity to talk about more than cost segregation today. Yeah, right. So you, you mentioned about your, ed, your background in education. Take me back. I mean, where do you live? How do you grow up? Um, tell, me, tell me your story, because nobody knows your story in, in any real detail. <laughs> oh, so we're going to go there, huh? I want to go there because, you know, you and I talked and so I've got a pretty good idea of who you really are and how amazing of a person you are. But I don't think people actually know something about you outside of that's the king of cost seg on LinkedIn who knows everybody and will connect people and give without the expectation of getting something back. So I, I really want to pull the cloak back and talk about who Yona yeah. is. Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm going to spare a lot of the gory details, right? But just to keep it simple, I grew up in Southern California in uh, Los Angeles, San Fernando Valley. If anyone knows where that is, Woodland Hills, pretty cool place, kind of upper middle class, um, you know, a little Jewish kid. Um, and I went to college in San Diego. And like, I really had a very strong drawing because of my Jewish heritage, a Jewish identity, I had a strong 
pull to visit Israel. I'd never been, and, and for us, for, for Jewish people, it's like, it's almost like a requirement, you know, that you have to go to visit the homeland. You have to go to visit Israel, at least for a certain point. And I had some relatives, I had family that lived there, um, but I'd never been, and I wanted to, you know, visit. So I decided through a lot of trials and tribulations to actually take my, to do it as a junior year study abroad program. Um, in high school? In, in, uh, in college. Okay, in okay. College, yeah. So I had planned to go immediately after high school, and my parents were like against that. They were like, no, if you go, you're never going to come back, and you're just like, you know, <laughs> got to go to college, you know, got to get a degree, and I'm like, don't worry about it. So I decided to do it as like a junior year study abroad. I ended up going with the intention basically of just like opening up to like wherever, you know, God is going to lead me and direct me on this journey to this foreign country all by myself. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to like go with it. So I was like, I literally, you know, wrote in my journal and I was like going through like old boxes a few weeks ago. It was really weird. I visited my parents in Los Angeles a few weeks ago and I like going through old boxes and I found this journal that I'd written and I don't really journal so much anymore, but I did on that trip. And, um, and I looked at the first page and it was like, here's like, like the, literally the, the, the sentence that I wrote was like, you know, I was at the airport in, you know, Los Angeles about to board the plane, like watching a Stanley cup hockey game, you know? And I was like, there's to the first, you know, next, the step or whatever to the rest of my life, something like that, which was, you know, almost like prophecy in a way, because what ended up happening was, um, for all intents and purposes, I never left. Like I just stayed, uh, in Israel. So I went and I ended up studying in, uh, like yeshiva, which is like a college. And I took classes at Hebrew university, which is what I got my degree ended up getting, ended up getting my college degree. And, um, but I, I fell in love with the country. I fell in love with so many aspects of it. And just really what I fell in love with more than anything, which was like intense studying which I had never done it ever before in my life because, and it doesn't sound so attractive and so on. sound like, wow, you love to study intensely. Right. But, but, and I also was, but it just, it was so incredible. The experience in this place with other people doing this in this kind of environment, you, it's hard to imagine because when we deal with like high school and college, like classes and, you know, the breaks and everything, you were dealing with like a, intense kind of auditorium where there are tables and chairs set up or like, uh, you know, they call stenders, like these kind of uh, armrests with like books on and people sitting there literally for like six, eight, 10 hours, you know, on end. What are they studying? In like, in like deep conversation, not just like quietly, like loudly in discussing and tearing deeply apart into, you know, uh, very complex Jewish law and, um, you know, Bible, but like so much more deeper than that. Like Talmudic study involves intense kind of like case study of law, the way that it's written, it was written, you know, thousands of years ago, but it's like a back and forth kind of conversation and bring proofs and rejections and supports for everything in such great detail. So it's hard to really, go into too much of that. But I, I literally, I, I loved it. I hated high school. You know, I, I like really despised college also. And 
because it was like boring. I had a couple teachers that I liked and like that was fun. But, you know, I, I played sports and I liked to hang out and like I didn't like to, to study so much. Um, you know, I volunteered and even in high school, just going backtrack, I volunteered and I, and I worked as like a, a private tutor for like kids and stuff like that. So I was very involved in youth. I was a, a youth advisor, like a, an organization, a camp counselor. So I was always involved in like teaching and helping and all that kind of stuff. But the actual like sitting in a classroom, like that was not for me. So you're, you just said you played sports, right? And so <laughs> I see you in, in your traditional garb, right? <laughs> Like, if for the people not watching the video, like, think Hasidic Jew, think the hat, think the long black coat, and like, mm -hmm. what sport That's are you right. playing? Are you wearing that when you play sports? And what sport are you playing? No, so I, just to be fully transparent, like, I haven't played much of any sports for like the last 20 years, uh, basically. But, you know, when, yeah, when I was doing that, or when I do do that, you know, I don't, I take off the coat, you know, take off the coat. With uh, put on some some sneakers, soccer, know. basketball. What are we playing? Soccer. I played I played very competitively soccer, basketball, hockey, uh, some high intensity sports. I played golf also, but that's not very high intensity. And I only played golf because I broke my leg in a soccer game um, in high school, and was required to still have a physical education requirement, right? But I could no longer play. Like it was so intense, so badly broken. I broke. Um, you know, my, both bones in the lower part of my, my leg. Uh, so I was out for like six months and then I just never got back into it. But I had to take some sports. So I took golf, which is really ah. cool. <laughs> so, you know, you, you go into, you go into study in Israel. You, you do that your junior year of college. And then what you stay, you go, you graduate. What do you do? So I actually went, I, I took a, I went back to San Diego for a year to finish up my degree. Um, you know, and everything, and I, I fully believe this, everything happens for a reason, everything. And I, I really didn't want to go. Like I was really set on like settling in Israel, staying there for the rest of my life you know, never going. Like, I didn't care about college at that point. I was like, what do I need a degree for? Like, I don't need a college degree. My parents were like, you have to get a degree. You're never going to get a job, you know? And that's like, you know, like a lot of parents kind of, uh, you know, that kind of pressure of college, which I don't really agree with, but I kind of succumbed to that at that point, but went with it with a very open mind and saying, hey, listen, if this is what I need to be doing at this point in my life, I'm going to make the best of it. And it literally did. I think I, I grew and I gained so much more from that year back in San Diego um, after having spent a year in Israel than I did from that year in Israel, which was an extremely growth-oriented experience, um, both you know, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. It was just kind of opened me up to uh, a totally different, you know, life and life experience. So, but, but so yeah, I went to San Diego and I literally used to tell people when I was in San Diego that year, no, I actually, I, you know, they've asked me, where are you from? I said, I live in Israel. Like I'm just visiting here. <laughs> so, you know, there's not a whole lot of people who even know where home is. Right. right. And so that experience of going home seems to be like, 
a turning point for you. And I, I call that the red pill moment. And so you graduate, you go back and you, you get into education. Break that down for me. Why, why that and what did that actually mean for your life? And then why'd you come out of it? So it was like everything that I learned, I, I came very quickly to the point that, you know, a philosophy that if you know something, you should teach that, right? So, you know, if you like, you know, if you know ABC, you should teach ABC, right? And so in so many words. So for me, um, and I actually have, you know, my, my, my mother was a teacher, actually, my, her parents, both my grandparents were teachers, which was funny because when I was, you know, getting into studying more teaching and my grandmother would be like, oh, you joined the family business, you know, like, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of an inside joke, but I, I loved the learning and I, I literally went back to Israel after that year of finishing, graduating, had the diploma sent to my parents um, and, <laughs> you know, and I think they still have it because I've never seen it. And I went to, you know, back to studying like intensely full time, which, which means like, you know, in classrooms and in kind of partnerships with people, you know, for literally like 12, 14 hours a day um, or more. And, you know, intense prayer also, which, you know, obviously we took breaks. Also, I played, uh, I played sports during that time as well. I rode a bike every day. Uh, to and from, but we'll go to the Western wall, you know, the holiest place for the Jewish people, you know, at that site every single day um, for a few, you know, for years and ended up, you know, at a, after a very short period of time meeting my wife, um, just kind of, it was unbelievable connection. And we got married I, about, you know, not very long after. Uh, I won't give the exact dates and times, but uh, whatever, it was good. And we, you know, started a family. And so this is going back. We're married. We're going to be married this June, uh, 17 years already. Wow. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. Not, me, not a whole lot of people make it there. That's awesome. It's not good. That's awesome. Yeah, thank God. So. Hey, guys. Back in 2016, me and the team decided to formalize Dreamcatchers as an organization that can help people achieve their wildest dreams. If this is you. Please visit our website at dreamshouldbereal.com in order to find out the details of our services and how we can help you become a dream catcher. Talk to you soon. So, all right. We got to get so, back to the teaching thing, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And teaching. that's where I was going to go. So you get married, start a family, and now you got to provide for the family, right? Is that uh, teaching? Yeah, yeah, sort of. I mean, yeah, we live very frugally very, very, uh, very frugally. And, you know, studying And my, my wife was, was actually teaching also at the, at the same time. And we, uh, you know, I was studying, but in the place, this kind of institution these these kind of schools that I studied in, I also tutored people kind of on the side and then actually got a job as a, as a teacher, like teaching what I was learning, same kind of thing. So there's everyone in these kind of groups, it's all post, high school, post-college age people and people literally from all walks of life, you know, come to Israel to, to study. Take, people take off time for six months, for a year, for five years and they'll go. And it's a very common practice in the Jewish world for people, you know, and there are institutions, there are what's called yeshivas in Jerusalem today that are some of the biggest institutions in the world. Like there's one, for example, 
in Jerusalem, which, you know, there's over 7,000 students, um, you know, in this place, which, you know, for a college, you know, it's not such a big deal to have 7,000 students, but in this little kind of, you know, place in Jerusalem, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. So there's dozens of those. And uh, that was, yeah, and I literally, like I said, what you know, you have to teach. So that's what I was doing. And I found actually an incredible uh, rabbi. Rabbi in, in Hebrew means teacher. So I found the, you know, incredible person who I literally became very close with, a person who was like a father figure to me. I became very close to the whole family. I was like, you know, kind of, they kind of adopted me even before I got married. And long story short, you know, I was teaching classes and teaching, um, you know, kind of in these institutions for, for years and years and years and years and years. Uh, it just kind of went on and on. And then it, that never really stopped, but it came a certain point where I was like, okay, definitely not making enough money to make ends meet. And, you know, we had like a health situation going on in my family that, that made it very difficult to continue what I was doing and even consider making ends meet. Right. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure something out. I gotta do something new, something different because what I'm doing now, no matter, even if I like cap it at the most intense, you know, I'm still gonna, I'm not gonna make enough to, to make ends meet. I need to figure something else. And that's really where real estate came into play. And, okay. but that's a whole nother, that's for the next episode probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just amazing that you, you know, you've been able to, one, pick up and leave the West Coast of the U.S. and go to the Middle East and then just start off, basically start all the way over there. Um, but yeah. you found home. And so I think once you find home, once you find home, it's kind of easy to just plant roots and kind of grow there. Um, so and I know we're short on time, I guess. The one question I have, if or two, is what what is the biggest lesson that you've learned along your journey that you would want you wish you would have known sooner? Uh, you know, it's funny because I part of my outlook on life is like you know what you know when you're meant to know it. Okay. Wow. So, you know, if you live with that kind of aspect, so it's not like I wish I would have known something else. Yeah. Think could have been different, but that's like change. You know, you can't go back in time. Like there was a story and just a, at this parable, there was a, you know, a story of a, a great rabbi who was in you know, great poverty, you know, and, he literally was almost in starvation and he fainted of, you know, almost of starvation. And he had a dream or he had a vision of some kind where, you know, kind of God came to him and told him, he's like, what should I do? Like, I, I, he's like, do you want me to like, you know, change over the whole world, like start the whole world over from scratch, like recreate all of creation. And then maybe you're going to be born. Maybe. You're, you'll be born with a different kind of uh, mazel, a different kind of, you know, um, you'll be born into a different family that it, things might be better, right? So you could go back in time and say, well, if I would have known this, like things would have been better. Yeah, I mean, 
there's not one thing. There's, there's a hundred things that could have been, had I known, would have been different. But I'm very happy and very grateful for what I am now and, and you know, where I'm at and where I'm going. And I think that's the most important thing. Your, your decision to give without expectation or your practice of giving without expectation, where did that come from? It's like a universal principle, you know, uh, I think, which is you know, we're created in the image of God, which means, you know, God, I don't believe in, you know, it's kind of spooky things. There's some God that sits, you know, God's not physical. It's not some sort of, some, how can you be an image of something not physical? It means that God runs and creates creation, runs and is involved in the world with different attributes, you know, so that we can relate to God, right? Not him or whatever. It's, it's, you know, and so there's love, you know, and so the, all these attributes that we have inside of us, the way that character traits that we act towards others are really just emulating, you know, God and God is infinite and God gives infinitely without any expectation to re- receive anything because you can't give anything to infinity. No. And so when you are trying, are you emulating those character traits and trying to perfect yourself and be the best you that you can be? you know, you're emulating um, those things as well. So God is giving infinitely, unconditionally, without expecting anything in return. So I want to do the same. Wow. And so my final question is, what is the one thing that you want people to take away from this episode of the Dreamcatchers podcast? Uh, What's the one thing I would say is, you know, just keep learning, whatever it is, because in the end of the day, life no matter what life throws at you, the more that you know and the more that you continue learning, the more options you have to continue growing. And you never know what's out there until you just keep, keep learning. So, I mean, that's kind of one thing that I learned in my journey was that I love to learn. And I never knew that because I hated school. But when, you know, put in environments where I was, you know, open to, to learning, I, you know, grew tremendously and realized that my greatest gift, you know, thank God, is that I learn really quickly. Like I'm a very fast learner. Like I picked up, you know, languages that I never, you know, never spoke or never knew before very quickly um, and things like that. So yeah, just keep learning. So that part just, it, it gets me, right? Because people will say, well, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know how to, whatever. It's not interesting. And you, did you just stumble upon it? Or was it because you knew that you were going to Israel that you were interested? Like, what was it that turned the light switch on for you? It, you know, it was a, it was a whole series of events, um, which, you know, I can't really go through right now, but it kind of... I was open to, to, to different, you know, to, to experiencing different things. I had, I don't know, it, it was, a, I'm being extremely vague right now, but I don't know if there was one thing that, that kind of opened me up to it, but more than anything else, I would say it was just following where I was going, like realizing that I was being led in a certain direction and being open to, you know, experiencing life as opposed to like trying to plan life. You know, people make plans. They're like, I have to do this. I mean, when I'm 
18, I'm going to do this. And when I'm 22, I'm going to do this. And when I'm 25, just go with it, you know, just go and be flexible. Be open to change. Be open to uh, seeing where things are going. And with that, we're going to wrap this episode. <laughs> Guys, if you made it to this point, you absolutely love what Yona had to share. I think we're going to have to have him back to get in some more of these details. But <laughs> until then, um, do us a favor. Share this with somebody. Five-star rating and review. Uh, and make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done so, so that you can get those updates when the new episodes come out. Yona. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Are you in Israel today? Yes, I am. All the way from Israel. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.